Welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this program, you'll hear inspiring stories, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Now let's welcome our hosts, Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and Robert Walter, our New York Regional Director. Shalom and welcome to the Chosen People radio program. I'm so glad that you've come and that you're listening, especially during this incredible time of the year. What a joyous season filled with light and filled with hope. And uh, we are into Hanukkah. If you haven't been into Hanukkah, boy, you don't know what you're missing. Number one, you can have jelly donuts and not feel guilty about them. That's traditional Israeli Jewish food for Hanukkah because they're fried in oil and everything's about the oil that allegedly lasted for eight days when it should have only lasted for one day in the temple menorah when it was retaken by the Maccabeans from the Syrian Greeks. And so we've told that story, you know the story, but what's most important now are the donuts. And then secondly, it's what we call potato latkes. Mm. And potato latkes are wonderful. Again, fried in oil and the crunchier the better. You eat them with applesauce or with uh, some sour cream. And uh, they're supposed to remind you of the uh, miracle of the olive oil, which by the way, I pretty much don't believe, but it's a great story. And it gets us eight presents every night because it lasted for eight days. And that's the story, and we accept that because we like the presents. I even like giving the presents. My, I still give eight nights of presents to my adult children, <laughs> and they love it. And so it's a, it's a great festival. But there's nothing like Christmas. And we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas. Uh, but first, let me introduce my guest host who needs no introduction, uh, Bobby Walter, who serves as the New York Regional Director for Chosen People Ministries. Bobby, welcome. Yes, thank you, Mitch. Shalom to you and shalom to everyone who's uh, listening. We're uh, grateful, as always, that you're joining us. And happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. So, uh, Mitch, this week we're going to be talking about the Jewish backgrounds of Christmas. So what can you tell us about this all-important holiday on the Christian calendar? Well, Bobby, as you probably understand, a Jewish person who believes in Jesus— doesn't ever feel real comfortable with Christmas. Mm. It takes years, decades to feel comfortable with it because we celebrate Hanukkah, which in some sense uh, is a protest holiday to Christmas. <laughs> and I hadn't seen Christmas in the Bible. I don't know about you who are listening, but you can, you, after the show, go read it, you know, and see if you can find Christmas and eat, see if you can find Easter. And you'll find the incarnation. You'll find the resurrection. You won't find the holiday. Of course, people now say, do you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah? My answer is always yes. Hmm. And of course, the yes is if you take eight presents for Hanukkah, one present for Christmas, you have nine. I mean, why would I say no? Yeah. So... What but, a deal. What a deal. So eventually, though, God was merciful to me and straightened out my Christmas issues because my first daughter was born on Christmas Day. But I really think that Christmas is a dilemma for a lot of Jewish people because of all of the cultural issues. But what a lot of Jewish believers and Jewish people in general, and even some wonderful born-again Christians, maybe even some of you on the show who are listening today, what is not fully understand is just how Jewish the birth of Jesus really was. Mm -hmm. And if we look in Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18, 
we begin to understand the Jewish story of the birth of Jesus. So may I read? Sure. Bobby? Yeah. Okay. Verse 18. The birth of Jesus Christ, now let's get the name straight. I grew up thinking Christ was Jesus's last name. Mm -hmm. Okay. But Christ, Christos in the Greek, is a transliteration of, so that's a transliteration. The Hebrew word is Mashiach, Messiah. So Messiah and Christ are the same word. And so his real name is Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah. And we'll right. talk about... And, and, and Mashiach and Christos, it means anointed one. It means anointed right. one, right. And there were three anointed offices in Israel, prophet, priest, and king. Mm -hmm. The Mashiach, the Messiah, rolls all of those anointed offices into one person. So now the birth of Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus Christ, was as follows. When his mother, Miriam, Mary... <laughs> had been betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Now, right off the bat, there's something very Jewish about this. Bobby, you want to tell us about Jewish betrothal customs? Sure, sure. So uh, the betrothal would usually take place about a year before the actual wedding ceremony and the consummation of the marriage. It was a total commitment. It was viewed as if you are already married in a sense. And, and Bobby, who arranged the betrothal? The parents. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the parents. Of course they did. Yeah. And they would come to an agreement. There would be a dowry involved. Contract? Contract involved, yeah, called the ketubah, mm -hmm. which uh, both parties would sign. And if you look, honestly, today, if you look at the modern Jewish wedding, what they do is they combine the betrothal and the actual ceremony all together on that one day. And either during the ceremony today or right before the ceremony in a private sort of ceremony, the betrothal is read. Correct. At a Jewish wedding. Right. And signed by witnesses. Right. And uh, so it's viewed as a contractual issue. Yes. And uh, sometimes betrothals were even made earlier when the kids were little. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it was arranged by the parents. Yeah. And, and, and there are some Jewish communities today, especially in uh, among our Haredi friends, the Hasidic, the ultra-Orthodox, ultra uh, where marriages are still arranged. There are matchmakers, and that's their profession. That's their job. And, uh, and families, parents will get together and they'll discuss like the prospective spouses and, and come to an agreement. See, what the, what the religious Jewish people, and my grandparents were in arranged marriage hmm. in Europe. Wow. You know, but what they realize is that when you marry someone, you're not just marrying your wife or your husband, you're marrying the whole family. Right. <laughs> and, right. so, right. and so the families, you know, want to make sure that they're going to be now related to a good family. Yes. So in verse 19, oh, we see what happened. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man mm. and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. Why? Because it's not just the pregnancy issue, it's the breaking of a contract. Right. And, and, and he's already identified as her husband. Right, right. right. Yeah, of course. Uh, now, what happened? Uh, so... This would have been a major, major thing. Scandalous. Um, scandalous, right. Mm -hmm. But the next couple of verses reveal something that it took me a long time in reading through this passage to figure out. And we always think about Miriam and we, you know, in Luke uh, chapters one through three, you have some wonderful passages where Mary is extolling God and, and thanking God for being the mother of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Uh, but in 
Matthew chapter 1, we not only learn that God chose the right woman, but we learn that God chose the right man. Hmm. And so in verse 20, but when Joseph had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, saying, Joseph, son of David. Well, how much more Jewish can you get? Right. So we read this angel says, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Can you imagine this dream? You know? For the child has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Well, he sure knew it wasn't him, right. but it could have been somebody else. But he was so devoted to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he actually believed the vision from the angel and did not put Mary away, but was going to do it with great discretion, which, if you remember, in the law, right, Bobby? In mm-hmm. the law, if a woman became pregnant, or even what was with a man who was not her husband, and because betrothal was so serious, it counted as a marriage. If she was with a man, she could be stoned to death. Correct. So Joseph actually had Mary's life and the life of that baby mm-hmm. in his hands. Yeah. And he chose to follow the Lord. But the other thing is because it was a betrothal, people romanticize this. He must have been deeply in love with Mary. He barely knew Mary. Mm-hmm. He didn't know Mary, but Joseph seemed to know God. Right. And because he knew God, he knew that he should do something with discretion and be kind and be merciful and honor actually the family's commitments as much as he could. So in verse 21, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Yeshua. A combination word in Hebrew, Yeshua, means God is the Savior, or mm-hmm. God saves. Yeah, the Lord the Lord saves. Or the Lord saves. So she will bear a son. So we now know, even before uh, um, ultrasounds yeah. and, and x-rays. Well, this this is quite the gender reveal. This is quite yeah, a, I mean, yeah, this is a momentous gender reveal. Yeah. So she will bear a son, and you will call his name, God is a Savior. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. Mm. And then in verse 22, Matthew quotes from Isaiah chapter uh, 7. And so let me just read. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, took Miriam as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. He was some kind of guy, let Mm. me tell you. And he called his name, God is the Savior. And so you have a a mixture of Jewish tradition, Jewish culture, Jewish family life, and the Hebrew scriptures, the word of God, all being taken into consideration in the birth of Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah. And when I began to understand that as a Jewish believer, boy, I began to love Christmas. (laughs) During this season of Christmas and Hanukkah, We are reminded of the great hope that the one who was faithful in the past will be faithful in the future. God's promise to the Jewish people did not cease at Golgotha or with Jesus' incarnation. The promise to redeem His chosen people will happen because the Jewish people have a vital role to play in the future. And if you'd like to get all the facts in one clear resource, let me invite you to request a copy of our booklet, Christmas Through Jewish Eyes. It's free and available right now when you go online to chosenpeople.com slash radio. That's chosenpeople.com slash radio. 
Experience the most wonderful time of year in a fresh and engaging way this year. We'll send it to you when you call 888-2-YESHUA. That number again is 888-293-7482. Thanks for reaching out. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Welcome back. You're listening to The Chosen People. And right now we're going to hear a story from Bobby Merritt. After losing her mom to cancer, Bobby turned to a destructive lifestyle of sex, clubbing, and the occult. But these things only made her more lonely and desperate. And then one day, a friend of hers introduced her to Jesus, and her life has never been the same. What a wonderful woman she is. Her husband was a professional on Broadway, and one of the most godliest men on Broadway at one time, but he's with the Lord now, and Bobby's also a great woman of God. I think you're going to enjoy this testimony. So we were doing the Ouija board, and we said, are, are you a spirit? And we got the answer, yes. What's your name? And it spelled out Legion. I actually had a spirit come through me, and it was changing my personality. I really became very dark. I had this cloud over me, this heaviness that I could not get rid of. Judaism was just part of daily life. Our families, we all lived within maybe a three or four block radius of each other. And on the holidays, on Shabbat, we would get together for these great family dinners. I don't know how they prepared all that food on Shabbat morning. We didn't light the gas. We didn't turn on the lights. We had, you know, a Gentile neighbor that would come and do those things. My parents decided to move about 30 miles away to a beach town. And much to my amazement, we were the only Jewish family on the street. We were always sort of odd man out. Tragedy hit my family. My mom was going to meet my dad, and she swerved to avoid a drunk driver, and she hit a brick wall. While she was at the hospital, they discovered that my mom had breast cancer. I watched her slip away. My mother was the most charitable, giving, kind human being. All she wanted to do was do good for people. Where was God? Where was God? I had really kind of lost myself, lost my connection that I had known since I was a little girl my connection to God, and it was, it felt so empty. There was a part of me that was like a big hole in my heart. We started doing things that I had never done and never envisioned doing in my life, like hanging out in bars. Started clubbing and um, getting involved with lots of men. Tried marijuana a little bit. Sex and rock and roll were my drugs of choice. So some friends of mine were into the occult. I had already been dabbling in astrology, getting some sort of what I called psychic readings. Let me tell you, all kinds of things were happening, all kinds of things. So we were doing the Ouija board and we said, are, are you a spirit? And we got the answer, yes. And then, what's your name? And it spelled out Legion. And then we would levitate tables. And at one of these seances, I actually had a spirit come through me. I had this cloud over me, this heaviness that I could not get rid of. Well, that spirit 
it was driving me crazy and it was changing my personality. I really became very dark. How I was treating people was terrible. I was just, I'd become mean and I had become angry and it was just like a personality transfer. I had a friend that I had met and I remembered him saying he was a minister. I had his number and I called him and I told him what happened. He said, well, well, you need to pray. He said, do you know how to pray? I said, I'm Jewish. Of course I know how to pray. How does a Jewish person not know how to pray? And he said, well, okay, do you want me to pray with you? And I said, if it will get rid of this spirit, yes, like pray with me. And I said, that's it? And he said, that's it. I was laying in bed and all of a sudden I felt a presence in my room in the middle of the night and I opened my eyes and there was Jesus standing in my bedroom and I'm like I'm Jewish what are you doing here and he said I'm Jewish too you belong to me I'm setting you free because you're mine and you're going to be okay and then he was gone along you know this time my friends they always went to church And there was a revival. The pastor, Jerry Macklin, gave an altar call. The thing I remember him saying is, if you have a broken heart, come now to the altar because Jesus is the healer of broken hearts. The whole history of my life from when my mom died, the heartbreak of all of that just flooded me. And somehow I knew if I got to that altar, That was where my healing would come. There was an answer. There was an answer to all this pain I had been in for so long. And I just kept remember saying, Jesus is in my heart. Jesus is in my heart. Jesus is in my heart. And it was transformational. I really started to think about my family. And I was thinking, oh boy. How are they going to receive this? Went to visit my brother. He went ballistic. He lost his mind. And this brother that I had been so, 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 so close to threw me out of his house. And he said, Mom and Dad would be rolling over in their graves. How could you do this? How could you do that to their memories? Get out of my house. I never want to see you again. And I was sobbing and weeping and sobbing. And it was like, David, don't do this. Don't do this. No. And he goes, get out. Just get out. I never want to see you again. And I walked to my car and my sister-in-law walked out with me. I'm so sorry, she said, but I just need to tell you something. There's a piece about you, Bobby. There's a change in you that I've never seen before. He'll, he'll come around. He'll come around. Don't let go of what you got. He'll come around. I used to look out. I had this most incredible view of the panorama of the cities of New York. And at night, how magnificent with all those lights. And as I was pondering them one night, there was an inner voice speaking to me, the Lord speaking to me through the Holy Spirit. And he said, Bobby, see every one of those lights. Every one of those lights, imagine that they represent a soul. And he said, I came and died on that cross to save every one of those souls. I love every one of those souls as you're looking at those lights. But now just imagine, just imagine that every light that you're looking at went out except one. 
and just imagine that that one light is you. And you know what, Bobby, my daughter, if you were the only one, I still would have gone to the cross. I still would have taken your sin. I still would have taken all of it on me just for you. Chosen People Ministries exist to pray for, evangelize, disciple, and serve Jewish people all across the world. And we also want to help equip fellow believers to do the same. Our mission was founded in 1894 by Rabbi Leopold Cohn, and we have a zeal to share the knowledge of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, with God's chosen people. If you'd like to help us do the same, we invite you to go online and learn more. You'll find us at chosenpeople.com slash radio. And then be sure to take some time to explore our website and discover how you can get involved. We have short-term or long-term ministry opportunities, internships, and even prayer and volunteer opportunities. So no matter what you're looking for, there's bound to be something for everyone. Learn more today at chosenpeople.com slash radio. You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you'd like to learn more about this weekly program, then let me encourage you to stop by our website and explore. You'll find us online at chosenpeople.com radio. We've got a variety of resources available, and we even have a free gift for you just for reaching out. Bobby, as we reflect on the season, I'm reminded of my first challenge as a Jewish believer in Jesus. There were so many things that that I had to overcome because of my background. Mostly, the idea of God becoming a man. I mean, how un-Jewish could you get? First and second commandments are something that Jewish people cherish and misinterpret that to, in a sense, uh, mitigate against believing in an incarnation. But many things have changed for me since then. There are still so many Jewish people, though, who need to know Yeshua as the Jewish Messiah, and so many believers today who need to know more about their Jewish heritage in Christ. And that's why we'd like to send a free copy of our booklet, Christmas Through Jewish Eyes. You're going to just love it. So if you want to connect with us today at chosenpeople.com slash radio, we'd be happy to send you Christmas Through Jewish Eyes. And then before we wrap up today's message, let me remind you that this ministry exists to pray for, evangelize, and disciple Jewish people everywhere. But we can't do that without the faithful support of believers in Messiah who come alongside of us in prayer. This is a season of generosity, and I hope and pray that God will allow you and enable you to give generously as he's given generously to us. So you can connect with us again at chosenpeople.com radio. And thank you for joining us as we consider the real reason for the season. Thank you, Mitch. And you can also request the booklet Christmas Through Jewish Eyes by writing to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. Or ask for the free Christmas booklet when you call us at 888-293-7482. That's 888-2-YESHUA. 
And now let's wrap up today's program with the ironic benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.